Healthy habits can be important to staving off disease, but when it comes to living past 90, research is increasingly pointing to the role of genetics, according to reporting in the Wall Street Journal. This is Pulse Check. I'm Daniel Payne. Children could have new protections online as New York lawmakers roll out new legislation this week that prohibits platforms like Facebook from collecting kids' personal data and restricting addictive features. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy highlighted advances in the state's plan to allow pharmacists to dispense hormonal birth control without a prescription, saying it likely wouldn't be available until 2024. And the fentanyl crisis in the U.S. has touched even Congress, motivating Representative Michael McCall to work across party lines on new legislation against fentanyl traffickers. Politico Global Health reporter Carmen Pollan is here to explain his proposed solutions. Hi, Daniel. Thank you for having me. So McCall has seen firsthand the tolls of the fentanyl epidemic. Can you talk about some of the personal tragedies that he's experienced to get him to this place? The representative Mike McCall, who is a Republican from Texas and who leads the House Foreign Affairs Committee, talked to me over the summer about his family's direct experience with fentanyl. And he told me that two of his children have attended five funerals of their friends recently who all died of fentanyl overdose or overdose or poisoning. His son's best friend died of such a poisoning and his daughter has been to four funerals. He also said, you know, his son has been exposed probably to fentanyl if his best friend ended up taking it. So he's definitely worried about what this is doing to young people and his family and his children have seen it firsthand, which is scary for him and for many other parents out there, whether in Congress or not. And that has led him to really be active on this issue, and particularly when it comes to some bipartisan legislation. What does that legislation do? So unlike many of his Republican colleagues who have pushed for a forceful approach to the drug cartels in Mexico, which are seen as the main suppliers of fentanyl to the United States, McCall, he wants cooperation with Mexico, and he does support the approach that the Biden administration has taken to improve that cooperation so Mexico could do more to stop the flow of this drug into the United States. So he has proposed bipartisan legislation with the Democrat-ranking member of his committee, Gregory Meeks, to, for example, go after the supply chain, after the cartels with better sanctions and to try to disrupt the supply chain, the money flow at every level, financial, before the drugs arrive into the U.S. He also would like to see more cooperation with Mexico where the U.S. gets more involved through probably, you know, some of the U.S. law enforcement officials at one of the ports. It's the port of Manzanillo in Mexico where many of the raw chemicals that are used to manufacture fentanyl come through. Many of them originate from China and they come to Mexico and then the cartels get their hands on them and produce fentanyl, which is then trafficked into the United United States. So Chair McCall would like to see that cooperation a lot closer. He would like to see more law enforcement cooperation between the U.S. officials and between Mexican officials. He thinks that the Mexican military can be trusted with this kind of cooperation because in many parts of Mexico, the sort of like local law enforcement sometimes is corrupt or is scared of the cartels. So he thinks that the Mexican Navy, for example, could be trusted to cooperate on blocking those chemicals that are used to produce fentanyl 
of the Port of Manzanillo, for example, before the cartels get their hands on them. Another legislation that Chermacol has proposed, and that's not bipartisan, is to add fentanyl and the chemicals that are used to make fentanyl to the International Chemical Weapons Convention, because, you know, many argue that by killing so many Americans, at least 70,000 last year, fentanyl is a chemical weapon that obviously faces headwinds because there have been many arguments since fentanyl is used legally in hospitals for people with severe pain. But he feels that this approach could help also stem the flow of raw materials used to produce fentanyl and of fentanyl itself into the United States. And of these approaches, is anyone critical of them? Some of the Republicans have criticized President Biden for the way he manages the southern border because they argue that a lot of the drugs come through the southern border, that the U.S. authorities don't have full control of it. A lot of it is controlled by the drug cartels in Mexico. Some argue that the way Biden has managed the border or has not managed the border has made the flow of fentanyl into the U.S. easier because the cartels could overwhelm, for example, border patrol agents with people trying to cross illegally and then try to smuggle fentanyl through another route. The Biden administration has said that most of the fentanyl that was seized so far actually came through legal ports of entry. But Chair McCall has not focused so much on blaming Biden for what's happening, but more on trying to cooperate with Democrats and Mexico to stem the flow of fentanyl. And he did talk about some of the initiatives from his colleagues to, for example, authorize military force against the drug cartel in Mexico, calling them political stunts. And Representative Crenshaw, who's also from Texas, was irked by that comment. And he said, you know, McCall should know better. He should not call those political stunts because he does think that it's important for the U.S. president to have the authority to use the military, if necessary, to go after these drug cartels who end up killing tens of thousands of Americans with these very strong drugs. And looking forward, what political obstacles, if any, could hinder McCall's efforts for bipartisan fentanyl legislation? The dysfunction in the House has definitely made it harder for some of the bills that he sponsored or co-sponsored to reach the floor of the House. He has said that he hopes they will reach that end. They will be put forward for a vote in the House because the people who lost loved ones to fentanyl deserve that. In the sort of like medium term over the next year, obviously, we're going to have elections and the debate is likely to become even more polarized with some Republicans trying to score political points by blaming the Democrats and the Biden administration for the fentanyl flowing into the U.S., for the record number of drug overdose deaths that the U.S. has recorded in the past year. So obviously that would make it harder to find a common ground to really tackle this issue and for both sides to agree on the best way to go to really disrupt the supply of this drug into the United States. Carmen, thanks for talking with me. Thank you for having me, Daniel. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for PulseCheck. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Seller. I'm Daniel Payne. Subscribe and follow PulseCheck for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting, Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.